0: Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life in the trade by those working in it. Uh, I'm not sure it actually lifts the lid though, does it? Yeah, sometimes. It's more kind of forcing the cellar door, the one that sticks at the bottom, having a quick peek in for mm-hmm. deciding it's best left alone. Oh, God. That's a bit too philosophical for too, a a podcast. Too much, too Tis much. And I digress. On the morning advertisers, Ed Bennington, and with me as ever because I won't go away are my two favourite co-hosts.
1: I just went away.
0: Nikki Thatcher and Heath. But we we'll will come on to you <laughs> going away, Heath, because uh, it's so tough out there at the moment, isn't it, that... How was your holiday to Mexico? It was lovely. Yes, uh, Heath needs a little introduction. Regularly described as eccentric by fellow operators, <laughs> he used to think that was a badge of honour until I explained to him what eccentric actually means. That weird uncle that wets himself at weddings.
1: That <laughs> sounds to uncle Tom. He is quite eccentric. He used to just sit there and get smashed, and not talk to anybody.
0: That's you. Yes, that is you. That is you. Uh, Nikki Thatcher is the MA's news centre, and she's mostly in mourning today, as we were going to have her celebrity crush. James Haskell on, but he got a paying gig and bailed at the last minute. Um you might get a bit cold dressed like that though, Nikki. Mm,
2: I don't want to talk about uh, it. I'm still also, really upset.
0: And also we're in Soho, you might be giving the wrong impression.
2: I'm very um, upset about the whole situation.
0: <laughs> so disappointments aside, his career choices, Nikki's dress choice, on with the podcast. With the recent fuss and arguments around the right way to Paul Guinness, we're going to be focusing on the concept of the perfect serve in this episode. And where else would we or should we be recording this podcast? But London's hottest pub, the only place in town, the Guinea, I mean, the Devonshire.
1: I thought we were going to Dublin. we were going to go stop it but you were in
0: Mexico so we couldn't so uh, we will be addressing that Guinness debate with the Devonshire Gaffer himself Osh Rogers we'll also be talking about how glassware plays an important role with Simone Garden of Thwaites Ed Fryer of Fullers and James Woodman from Heineken and we'll be taking a look at how the gin explosion was driven in part by upping our game on the serve with Warner Gin's Tom Warner and Project Halcyon's Adam Taylor and we'll be talking about giving head and whether your beer should have one or not Mm -hmm. we're beer legend Annabelle Smith Nikki why are you sniggering keep it out of the gutter why are you sniggering family show
2: it can't be a family show with you well, on here. I was going to
0: hey. say, I mean, that's a forgotten thing. Stop hammering the table because that will just sound terrible on the recording. Not that the recording sounds like good the last time. Exactly. Anyway, uh, before all that, let's talk. I mean, this is, I feel like there was a really high energy here. I'm really grumpy. He's not had any sleep for 24 I'm not great. hours because he's, and you're Nicky. Um, so uh, let's have a chat about what has been going on. He's a uh, nice, nice trip away. Not really. No. I spent 10 days with the family in Mexico. Yeah, in an all-inclusive resort from how...
2: Oh, it sounds terrible. It does, how honestly. How really terrible that must have been. It's not
1: my cup of tea at all.
2: But you were in the sunshine. Yeah. In a lovely hotel. Yeah. And... You still have had room to complain. Yeah, a lot. it's just full
0: of Americans. It's I mean, so vulgar. The irony is, you probably could have gone somewhere a bit closer to home. I wanted price, to go somewhere so.
1: closer to home. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell that to her mm-hmm. indoors. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> so, uh, moving on from from Heath Sunday. Uh, I mean, it's pretty doom and gloom in the press at the moment. Uh, do do you think,
1: like, like you know, obviously we've all there's so many layers of problems that everybody's having. You see it with, um, is it Atoms? up oh, yeah. in trouble. You know, I mean, there's so many... Th- like it. Yeah, it is doom and gloom. You know, and obviously, the, it's a tale of two cities. You've got really successful operations, like we're in now the Devonshire, which are absolutely killing it. And then you've got other places, just not fucking... No one's coming through the door. So. I also, Do we
2: also think there's, a, in the national media, there's a, like an underlying thing of the budget's coming up, we need to make sure the pub sector gets some form of support from the government and that's why they're going so hard.
0: I mean, there's, there's obviously been a PR campaign orchestrated by some of the trade associations and that, and they're pushing the message that they need support. On Mate, like VAT, VAT, and listen,
1: like that. The, the VAT at 12.5% would just... Everybody would be okay. Mm-hmm. It would save a lot of businesses, save a lot of livelihoods, and it would be a level playing field for what's going on in Europe. Not that we want to be part of Europe anymore because we don't like the Europeans because we've got Brexit, but we need – it would be just 12.5% fair. It's fair. It's not unreasonable. We're not being greedy. 12.5% would be super fair, and it would help a lot of people out. You know what I mean? It's genuinely. It's fucking tough out there. You know, those energy bills, those people who took massive loans are now paying five and a half percent interest on those. Mm. It's, you know, it's just food, cost of food. So many things are out of our control. Yes, we're going to be hit with that as well. So many things are out of our control, driven by this government. And it's just, you know, it's just not fair. So, um, yeah, like, I, I think they should push it.
0: But you know, it's going to be a lot more closures before they actually do anything. I mean, I'm, I'm finding it a bit hard to sort of uh, talk with. I'm being dazzled by the suntan that you're uh, that you're giving off there. Listen, Ed, it, uh, I just stuck it on the credit uh, card. You know
1: why? Because I thought I worked all what, over those interest cr- I, rates. I worked all over Christmas. And I'm fucking exhausted. I went Christmas day every day, and I thought, you
2: know
0: what? Like, you
2: worked Christmas day because you didn't want to be with your family. Let's just get that straight here.
0: <laughs> okay, semantics. <laughs> like, and, and then to recover from that, he's taken a holiday with the family. Yeah. Uh, to, no, because uh, if I take a holiday with the family now, mm-hmm. I can
1: take holiday with my friends
0: later. Mm-hmm.
1: Where are we going? Oh. this is um, awkward uh, Hove <laughs> <we the> <laughs> it's a lovely little seaside town
0: outside Brighton <coughs> that's right anyway um, I mean I do worry though the team, I mean I'm getting messages from journalists basically sending questions like oh, is the industry finished our uh, pub's going to close for good and it's we're you, losing we, we we've gone lost. a bit too far no, Though I don't think the... so
1: Weird. I think it's easy you, you guys you guys finish work you write little articles you go home have a sleep we're at the coalface do you know what I mean? Like, genuinely, it is In re- Mexico. No, okay. <laughs> right, okay. But there's also that part of me is like, fuck it. You know what I mean? It's going to go down the flames. we want to have a good time. But it's, it's so fucking expensive running business right now. It's, the costs are just astronomical. And then you, you've got the cost of living crisis. Now we're in a recession. People aren't coming through the doors. And you have exceptions like we're in now. Do you know what I mean? There's st- people still want to go out, but we're losing... We're, we've lost how many lately? It's every day we're losing more and more businesses and we're not getting ones to replace them, which the Victoria government always thought we're a phoenix industry, we'll rise to the fire and there'll be some young talent. Because everybody's looking at it going, you know what, I don't want to work weekends in a pub. I don't want to go and bust my ass. And and run a business that's you know I could potentially lose. I'll just go and work for someone and we'll make TikTok videos and make a fortune on YouTube. So you know it's it's really tough. And mm. we, the government need to decide: Do we want a thriving hospitality business in this country, or don't we? But the only thing we ever fucking do anymore is is pubs and restaurants because we don't manufacture anything. We're getting rid of steel. <laughs> Are we going to recycle steel? We actually don't do anything anymore. You know, in finance we fuck that up.
2: So like, what? Farming, farming's. Yeah. Bit, oh, you?
1: yeah, the whole lot. Mm. They're just driving this country into the ground. So, yeah, like, we it'd be nice if we had something we could go, oh, come to England, we've got great pubs, but we're not going to have great pubs left. Uh, and we're, oh, we're going to have great pubs were left by ran by the big boys, Fullers, Youngs, all that greenking. You know what I mean? They're gonna yeah, have that, manage I, know, I
0: get all that, and I get the argument. It, I just, I, I, I mean, as an industry, where we're, we're talking a very black picture so people aren't investing people aren't going to come and work in it you know yes it's tough and there will be great businesses that fall by the wayside but do we need to we, when, when I've got journalists saying is that it's the industry over so how, that's how, a worry okay
1: so how many pubs do we need to lose before you or the Tory government turn around and go oh shit so what's Just, an acceptable don't tar number? Me
0: with that. No, but what's an acceptable no. number? Do we need I, to lose? No, what no, are we at no. now?
1: Thirty-eight thousand or forty-four thousand? So let's say let's do another six thousand. Right. Let's write those out. We're okay. Like say thirty-five
0: thousand. Is that a, is an acceptable number of pubs? I, I, I'm not even going to get drawn into that. No, I don't think there's any acceptable number. I don't think that's but, that's. The and case. you can say you know we're, it's not even bad operators. It's. Really good operators mm. who just get like. Well, people being caught on the hop. It's the interest rates. It's the. It's everything. You know, so it's all sorts. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, it's,
1: it's. You know, what I mean, and it's so unfair because you, you know, a lot of these people have worked. You see them writing these posts on Instagram. Oh, the last fifteen years of our life have been amazing. We don't know what we're going to do next. We're going to miss our community, mm. and it's heartbreaking. Mm.
2: And the mm. thing is, it, it is rising costs, but then it's also fewer people coming through the door because. Customers have got, got less money in their pockets, so. well, and
1: also that, that you know, like it has changed. People aren't going. I see that the one the other day where the new dating trend is to go and work out together.
2: Oh no! Oh, oh yeah! God, imagine!
0: <laughs> so oh. rather than going to the pub, you uh, what yeah. go to a gym? Is that yeah. the uh, yeah? And you go and sweat to
2: together
1: and look at okay, well okay, yeah okay. It's just you know it's. I don't know. I I do think we'll be end up being it's a sunset business. We don't do anything about it.
2: Or do we try and look at it a little bit more positively and just think that there's lots of operators out there who are, you know, adapting, doing different things. So it could be like competitive socialising. I I get that. I get that. But
1: we're all going to run out of fucking ideas soon. We're on the hustle all the time. I don't think there's been a. When was the last time as an operator I sat down and actually forward planned a year? And actually had the confidence in what was going to Have you ever done that? No, not really. But, like, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, you can sort of look to the future and you can actually plan stuff. Yeah, but, but even
2: taking an example from from your place at here, so the margarita stand with yeah. you know that's Which caused is issues it's caused issues in its own right. But you know, there can't be any other pubs out there with a margarita stand out the front. That's the really good example. There's several of down of the
1: innovation. road from him
0: now. <laughs> no one's done it actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, there's been there's been some really amazing takeaways from all the thing, but it, it like it's mentally exhausting, mm. adapting and rethinking, okay, what can I do now? And you're analyzing your business all the time. It's fucking hard. Mm. Like, you, you know, you just want to, you know, like the ideal dream would be like, you just want to clear run at it. Like, where you just go, right, okay, there's nothing going to stop me. You like, when well, you get the energy bill and you go, Christ, man, if I renegotiate my energy bill now, I'd save myself so much money. It's just getting chewed up. Mm. And, and they won't, you know, they won't renegotiate. So I've got to hammer, the, hammer it out. Like, it's just... You know, I I think we've had a really unfair slog at it, and I think, you know, when you look at what Europe did with VAT and they gave they gave they gave money, they didn't give loans, and you know we're locked in. It's just bullshit.
0: I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I will look at the list of things I've I've got, sort of points to talk is recession, you know, beer price hikes, massive ten percent in January, nightclub industry is pretty fucked. All this stuff is it it is pretty grim, isn't it? There's no really getting away from it. I suppose,
1: yeah, but you. If you can get through it, like, I honestly believe if you can get through it,
0: you'll come out stronger. But fucking hell, you're going to come out like broken. You know, ten rounds with Rocky. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, if you can get through it, and you come out stronger. But where will the the sector be if no one wants to invest it? No one wants to come and work in it because yeah, just, we've talked it down so much.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but but there's always even private equity's scared. Everyone's scared. You can't, you know. And I, I you know, was talking about the energy bill here at the Devonshire, and I said, "Oh, we, we," I said, "What's your energy like?" And he says, "Oh, well, we couldn't since we had no credit history." We had to take crazy rates, mm. so even you know, I mean, even if you're doing really well, you're still getting screwed. Yeah. So, but yeah. I like what what sort of I think the question is: what sort of future do we want in the pub trade? What what do we want the trade to look like? Because we're just getting battered every which way but loose, and you know we've got a government
2: that doesn't care.
0: No, we've
1: got a government that isn't focused on this industry at all.
0: Mm. Well, on that cheering note. And uh, that phone is for you, Heath. Um, it's, it's, let's park that one there. My wife asking where I am. <laughs> You can take the kids to school. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're focusing on the importance of the perfect serve in this episode. Now, Guinness has established itself as an iconic brand with some phenomenal marketing over the years, none less so than the good things come to those that wait tagline, which promoted the slow pouring of Guinness, the classic two-step pour. Now, an argument has erupted around whether or not that's all just marketing bollocks after another bar owner called it out as such, and others have leaped to defend. One particularly prominent one has been our host for today's podcast podcast or poshcast I didn't call you (laughs) a (laughs)
3: poshcast I'll take it
0: I've been called worse (laughs) that's going to need some bleeping (laughs) bleeping. Ah, Osh Rogers (laughs) how are you doing good to see you I've got strong feelings on this you have I know this is why we've got you on it so thanks for joining us I mean so come on then it's all bollocks isn't it Uh,
4: yes and no (laughs) I think think the point is the beer is great and when it comes out of the tap it tastes great and you can taste it out of the tap and it'll taste great. But the point about Kinnis is that it's presented in a particular way. Yeah. And it's so poured in a particular way that makes people wait. And it creates a very specific type of experience of drinking, which is more than the taste. Yes. It's about the head quality. It's about how it looks. It's about how you compare it to everyone else. It's about the glass. It's all the things. So it's, it's way more complicated than... The actual liquid, which mm. I think is the problem, mm. that people just concentrate on what the liquid is. But what we, we what we're trying to do is make it the best it, experience it can possibly
2: be. All about so the theatre. I
0: was going to say yes, yeah, it's, it's the theatre. Yeah. It, it, it's that uh, production. I mean, we've got two um, two pints on the table in front of us here. Yeah. Um, Heath, you can take the blind off. No, do No, he can take no, it, it off this cool. bit because we want to have a look at oh. the. What the, what the, uh, it looks like. I mean, just maybe move it off your eyes. This oh. is brilliant. Um, <laughs> now you're blocking your microphone. So, uh, sorry. Excellent. You so smell th- great, by the way. <laughs> I like your scarf around my head. That's <laughs> just
1: weird. Uh, Heath. Yep. Visually, I would say that's the two-pore. This is the, two pour. This is the, the first poor. Um, where's my glasses? They're in your pocket. I can't well, start- you without them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> safe. So it's the,
2: the this tan. this
1: is the two paw This is the this is the single paw. Um The head's not as prominent on this one, so on. So yeah, they you, you can, but you got a bigger head on this one. But then again, it's dropped. So you know what I mean. Like, you haven't got the uh, you have no, got the dome. You no. say that
4: because it's because it's the because yeah, it's, it's negative. Yeah. So it is the same size head. It just looks bigger. Yeah. Because it's got a big dip in the middle. Yeah. And what, you, what you're actually doing with the second pour is, is to float that to the top and make it stick to the inside of the glass, create the stick, the meniscus, the dome,
0: the whole thing that everyone talks about. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you're making it sound really scientific, um, which is good. Thank you. Um, right, put your blindfold on, and oh, let's see God. if it tastes any different. I mean, it's, uh, it's on, it's off, it's... Um, Okay, let's. Uh, yeah, what about my? Okay. Right, can you
2: tie it up yourself
0: or? I, mean, I kind of like the way you do it, I'll pause, I'll do it. Shall I pause the recording while you take twenty minutes to? Just uh, to can you? Oh my yes. God, let's, let's talk amongst ourselves, shall we? While this is.
1: Okay, out. well, is, <laughs> like, you just tied a bit. Okay. I've tied it. Like, oh,
0: it's just dropped at the back
2: there. Yes, thank you, Edward.
0: Closer. <laughs> Closer.
2: Oh shut closer.
0: up Closer. I mean, it's these, it's these quality, uh, quality audio moments that make this an award-winning podcast. <laughs> okay Oh shit! Has you win an award. No, no.
5: Okay,
4: <laughs> can you Can you breathe? I can breathe. I think.
0: He, oh no, it's not. I'm not I'm, I think my mum offered us a rose. I not, was going. I was going to, a, I was uh, going uh, to um, congratulate you. Thank you. It uh, would then, be, a, be lovely if we won won. No, no, I think um, uh, it, we're working on it really quickly. Right. Okay. Put one in front of him, Mickey. Don't tell him which. Obviously, Pike. Put it nowhere near his hand, marvellous. that yeah, just right. Okay, here try it.
2: Don't touch the top, that's cheating. That is cheating. That is so cheating,
0: right? He's looked at it as well, hasn't he? No, he needs his nose. He he, he he needs his
4: yeah
0: Okay, okay, right next. Do you remember when we did the wine tasting and he nailed every single bloody one of it? Yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah, it's I got a bit f- of a palate for um, an eccentric fella. <laughs> <laughs> so he First one's the two pour, second one is the one pour. Is that because you touched the top and cheated? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yes, you I didn't cheat. Did. I did not you cheat. Touched so what what uh, you're right, you can take your blindfold off. Uh, what um, why? Why do you think that? because I
1: could feel the dome on that as I took my nose <laughs> <laughs> and that one there was the concave. Listen, you can't, in all honestly, like...
0: I mean, it's just next key
6: uh, <laughs> Okay, in, in,
1: in fairness, I, that, that's probably poured last, well, probably poured first right. and sat to the side and this one's been poured last and it's got the, it's got more life in it. Right. It, it, it has more they life. They poured at the same time from oh, really? separate tops, yeah. Well, then this... The, this is probably it this is but hold on did you how did you do the timings though
4: uh, because if that if that was one pour you're waiting for that this yeah, is the we, we, they, we pour them both at the same time this is the top and then
1: we waited for that and then yeah. But you can feel that it's decayed I was saying to these guys earlier it's almost like Basque cider you want to drink Guinness you don't want to sit there all night and nurse it you want to it needs that life in it and I the think it deteriorates yeah. quite quick when you do it in one pour Yeah, okay. you do that it, it seems to last longer because it's it's there's more effervescence with it and it's just a bit more do you know what I mean like I, I prefer that because it tastes there's it's more not life not just that your nose know yeah. got foam, no no but, foam, no, but there's more it? life in it That this one's ta- it's decayed faster okay so
0: with a you so know, it's it, it, I mean with the with the point we were making earlier is that uh there's the sense of theatre but it's more than the sense of theatre then because it, it affects product quality yes
1: this is a
4: better pint it's a just tuple. a better pint it's yeah. got a better head mm. the whole point of the second pour is to make a better head mm. Mm. and I think that's yeah. it in a nutshell
2: but then also he's. are you saying that that's the better one because you now know that's the two pour so is it almost no but, but
1: you can it's more life you can taste it you know like when you I don't know you wouldn't go out but when you take your time sometimes you're talking to your mates you have a Guinness and you've left it too long It, it deteriorates quite fast you know what I mean the life you want to you want to drink it quite quick you don't want to mess around but you know as we spoke to them when we spoke to them, we did the Guinness the whole podcast on the Guinness they, they've said they alter the recipe all the time to modern drinking styles and you could you know if we drunk real like mm. proper stout from 80 years ago it'd be very different to what we're drinking now but mm. um, you know I mean I prefer that
0: I mean the, the argument that, that was put out there was that it was just marketing sort of BS but I mean you you don't agree with that do you
4: um, there's an awful lot of marketing in Guinness and there's an awful lot of BS in Guinness but the point about it is it's a brilliant drink and it's poured in a particular way for a reason it's poured in a particular way to make people have a, have a kind of a, an expectation of it being brilliant uh, this head is becomes creamy on the first pour and becomes more stable and solid and then when you make the second pour and float it at the top it does something which is quite entertaining interesting gives people something to talk about and yeah the guy's got a point it is marketing but you know you're buying you're buying the, the time to drink a brilliant product in a wonderful place you're not just buying liquid you know if everyone just wanted to buy liquid then pubs wouldn't be open at all we'd all buy it in Tesco's or it'd be coming out of the tap in our house so what the, guy's, what the guy's point is, is that he doesn't quite get what we're doing, which is creating brilliant times with brilliant experiences and
0: fantastic liquid, done really well. I guess I mean if you if you look at um, I mean his, he was making the point about it being speed of serve wasn't he in Ireland and speeding up that those, those times that's a big you, load of bollocks. But if you go, it is the a, slowest thing to pour. Well, true, but if thing. you go, but if you go to a bar in Dublin, busy bar, yeah, yeah. they've already pre-poured. It's bang off. There isn't that fierce. There isn't that weight, is there? It, yeah, but you still kind of. Yeah,
1: but you're still in Dublin.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. was, you're on holiday most of the time,
1: aren't you? You, you are on holiday most of the time.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, semantics. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, you and I've been there, and it's and it's and it's that like quick, quick serve. So there is that element of the quicker serve with it that they've got them lined up that it's ready to go you don't yeah, really but the point is it. you
4: walk into a pub early morning in, in Dublin in the morning and they pour you in one pint in, in one go and they give it to you in one go like that you'll tell them to go fuck themselves <laughs> and you won't enjoy your pint there's a there is a theatre and there's an expectation of it being done properly mm-hmm. and it's been done properly for 30 40 50 years for mm-hmm. a very long time for a very good reason and surprisingly it's the biggest selling beer in the UK now That's just because of you, isn't it? well, uh, Well, no. One of the things I notice about Guinness is when people get it and it is good and we do it good, they look at it, they taste it, they compare, they talk about it, and it becomes way more than the drink. It becomes the point about being here and it becomes the social occasion and it becomes the start of the conversation, which is what we're actually selling in the long run. We're in the business of value for time
0: so what, what tips would you give to other operators then looking to create that perfect serve I know nothing <laughs> there's no
4: point asking me for tips I'm just purely lucky I know
0: fuck all about you it. do a very good job with yours though
4: um, short line if possible okay. decent glasses really clean glasses mm. teach the staff about knowing how long to wait making sure the temperature is correct in yeah. the cellar in the cooler how long are you telling the them to wait Huh? What's the wait time? Uh, you wait until there's a very clear line between the head and the, and the beer so that it absolutely defines itself as a black line. Sometimes it's 30 seconds, mostly it's between 45 seconds and a minute. Okay. I
2: was
4: always told 45 seconds. But Yeah, <laughs> again, the it's old marketing was 45. <laughs> but if it's yeah. effervescent and it's running really well and you're doing a lot through, then it can be over a minute. Mm. And you've got to wait for a very clear line before you top it up, otherwise the, the head hasn't got the stability
1: to cause the dom. How many pints a week are you doing?
2: Uh,
4: more than eighteen thousand. <laughs> it's
1: fucking stupid. Actually, <laughs> it's so. We it's, think it's, it's,
4: it's, it's eighteen thousand three hundred and forty-five, but that doesn't account. And how many for the ones how many taps you got running at a time? So six.
1: Six. Yeah.
4: Six taps. Well, that's also six drops.
1: So Okay. And then, who, have you got someone in the cellar permanently just changing cakes? Yes. <laughs> I can well, see no, a lumpa lumpa down, down change there kegs. they do other stuff yeah but yeah. they're there just watching the, are they just watching Cellar Boys pop <laughs> pretty much fucking hell
0: we did uh, 43 kegs on Thursday I was wow. say, uh, on one day 43 yeah, kegs 43, yeah 43 um, that's insanity isn't it what, what would you do Heath not nowhere near that like it,
1: across all three of my pubs in fucking 10 weeks <laughs> I wouldn't do that like it's just it's madness, but we—you know what I mean? Like we have,
0: you're, you're, this is focus. Yes, yeah You've got the broader. Yeah, do you know yes, what I mean? Yeah. Is, broader, uh, yeah, probably, what I mean? The Red
1: Lions probably three. The Lockhart's probably three a week. Do right. you know what I mean? It's not much. Like yeah. it's not. But this. Is, but everybody comes here because of the Guinness and the reputation. So you just—you know what I mean? What What percentage of your beer sales is Guinness?
4: I can't answer that straight away, but it's—it's it's got to higher, be It's higher than sixty. Yeah, I'd
1: say easy. Yeah.
4: yeah, like that's. I wasn't expecting it, by the way. I mean, it really wasn't was something I expected because we did put the same thought and care and time into the real. World, but you and about into you Budvar and into our wine and to all the mm-hmm. stuff? But this has somehow captured the imagination. So People do come for it.
2: When you opened, it wasn't like right. We're going to just we're going really to absolutely
4: not it. no. And in fact, we only had four drops when we opened. We so yeah, so are you? Round.
1: But have you thought about doing like how? Have you thought about more progression on that? Like more evolution on to do more like to speed it up if, Get this I'm, extra co- course, if like. I'm
4: completely honest I would prefer to move away from it because actually I don't want the, de- the pub to be defined by that I want the pub to be defined by as a place where people come and yeah. have a wonderful time and are able yeah. to eat really These good are dangerous food a brands and isn't things. there and, and, and actually actually while I love the product and I love the brand I don't want to be defined by that. Yeah, you, I uh, want, you, want to be defined as the guy who opened the pub in
0: Soho that's really busy and, and yeah, you don't want to be like, great fun. How do you back away from that? Because that, that's quite tough, isn't it? Um, you've, you've I didn't cre- say I was going to back away, <laughs> <laughs> but, if but you don't end up like you
1: don't end up like Bud Light. It only takes Guinness to do something stupid. Yeah, that just suddenly nah, the whole... that's
4: unlikely. Well, no, I mean, don't. it's a great it's a great product. It's, it's run by a, a, a big a big wonderful firm, and I can't see that happening. But at the same time, I'd love to. <laughs> If more people were drinking our Budvar, which comes from the Czech Republic, yeah, it's, it's great it's absolutely fantastic. We sell it in the in the uh, two thirds. Uh, um, with a big head, yeah, with a big massive joke. head, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. and, and, and it flies. out And we sell it for four pounds sixty. By the how way, how much? Four pounds sixty, yeah. <laughs> and, and people fucking love. It. No,
1: we <laughs> course they love it. It's four pounds sixty in solo. Our
4: bex is four ninety five. <laughs> our bex is four ninety five. <laughs> our, <is> <laughs> our, <is> <laughs> our Cheshire cat hand pull, take oh, it down from the Cheshire, four ninety five. Fabulous. Um, under five I um, I yeah okay. but we want this place to be egalitarian and accessible. it's not about the, would you, the thing would you that people another... assume which we're about which is making shitloads of cash would you do, do another st- to uh, to be, would you,
1: you do to another to stout alongside Guinness would you go let's do Beamish or maybe? it's not either question yeah or would you just go fuck it we've had enough of Guinness to be fair I won't ever go we've had enough
4: Guinness because it's a brilliant product but I do not want to, our business to be defined by that.
1: Yeah, I agree. You don't want to be like.
2: It only takes one small problem with anything to do with Guinness, and well, it's all know, comes from Ireland, that, doesn't
5: I
1: it? Can't see that. Happen.
2: Yeah, but you never know. I don't know. So, yeah.
1: we could start a war with Ireland tomorrow. I mean, Heath could
0: probably cause any manner of problems oh. if he tried. International to disaster, man. Yeah. That was a very eccentric comment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stop the... Even my wife calls me. She doesn't even know what it means.
2: You didn't know what it meant. I had to Google
1: it. I was like, I thought it was
2: good.
6: good. You asked it. It is good. good. a good. I said,
1: no, man, it's terrible.
4: (laughs) I
2: can't
6: believe Uh. you
4: didn't
1: mention that I I said you were bald.
4: That's the thing I can't... can't Yeah, you know,
1: my mate said to me, he said, (laughs) listen, the bald thing. Like, how do you feel about the bald thing? I said, well, that's a fact. Like, I I know I'm bald.
4: Yeah. like, So eccentric is not a fact, you reckon? (laughs)
2: it's
0: it's gonna stick what do you think I think think? it's gonna stick I I don't think I'm eccentric at all it's a joke that's gonna keep giving us. we like it (laughs) Uh, on that note let's part that one there guys You're listening to the Lock In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and Nikki Thatcher. We're focusing on the importance of the serve and in recent years we've seen brands put increasingly focus on or an increasing focus rather on glassware, right pint, right glass. But is that important? Is it not just a case of operators doing a bit of free marketing for the brewers? So to help us with that, I'm delighted to welcome three great guests. We've got Ed Fryer, Drinks Marketing Manager with Fullers, Simone Gardner, Drinks Category Manager from Daniel Thwaites, and James Woodman from Heineken's Smart Dispense Team. Uh, so, guys, you're, you're all putting a lot of emphasis on this um, uh, in in your bars and in your products and things like that. Why is that? Why was there a value? Where is the value to the operator and the consumer? Would you say, um, Ed? Maybe do you want to start with that?
7: Yeah, very happy to. Um, I know in one of your questions, you asked whether it's just a bit of free advertising or free marketing mm. for uh, our, our our friends in the beer world. Um, and well, I think when whenever I think of some of our, you know. Per- Perfect photography in some of our sites. Um, often the you know, I know the amount of time and effort that goes into producing the perfect glass, the perfect shape with the brand. And actually when, you know, a perfectly poured pint of something in one of our pubs presented brilliantly with the logo out. When we get it right, it does look absolutely fantastic. You know, it, everything from the kind of Beer quality being enhanced by whether it's a nucleation in a, in a keg beer or something like that. Um, yeah, we, I think, genuinely believe it adds, um, adds value to the customer. So, yeah, we, we love uh, getting our hands on them and, and making sure that our, uh, and that's not just our beer brands telling us to, to, to do that. No, we, we think it adds a lot of value to the customer and, and looks can look really good.
0: Uh, Simone, what, what's, what's your take on that?
5: I think it's incredibly important, I mean, for the brand owners um, to get that correct glassware. Um, you know, the brewers spend a considerable amount of time, you know, crafting these beers. And the last thing the brand owner wants then is for that beer to be displayed in like a mediocre glass that's not fit for purpose. Um, and I suppose the branding on the glass is the kind of connection between the brand owner and the customer. So it's kind of that connection and then gaining that loyalty because they've got the beer in that branded glass, so It's right beer in the right glass.
8: OK. Uh, and James, what's your take? Yeah, I think um, especially in today's world where the consumers are demanding much more premium experiences and want to be given um, that experience every time they enter a bar, having that right glass with the right drink really you know, allows them to be part of it and be part of that brand, get that loyalty um, and get them drinking more of the product. And, I mean Heath are you, uh, are you a stickler for this what's your uh, right.
0: like
1: I, I, the, the problem I struggle with is not that I not that I actually give a hell about anything but we, we we've got a worldwide glass shortage haven't we and surely that's playing into sustainability I know brands that can't bottle product in Mexico and they can't do that and we're over here and we're worried about our brand in glass branded glassware so what does the future of that look like sustainably like we, should we be worried about putting it in the right glassware? Should it just be, we, the industry should come together and standardize glassware to make it easier? Like, I mean, it's a it a might fair, be unreasonable
0: or? It, well, I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, this, this is a, I suppose this has become a newer concept of, of of the branding on the glass. In the past, it was, you just had a glass, didn't you? Yeah. And it was, it was on brand, and it didn't matter whether it was Guinness or, or, or Lager or whatever i um, We. Uh, I mean, James. You will. I'll give you that really difficult question there in terms of the the sustainability side of it. You know, is, does this fly? Is this something we can continue to maintain? It's the first intelligent question he's actually asked in quite some time. So uh, he's, quite that, he. he's quite surprised me. He's quite surprised me with that one. time.
8: Uh, I, I, I think there's an opportunity there for, for brewers to be able to get hold of something like the sustainability message. You know, um, Heineken is fully behind sustainability. And if, if there's an opportunity somewhere down the line to actually say, you know, if you've got X glassware, this style of glass, we'll take it back off you. We'll recycle it. We'll reuse that glass and remanufacture Um, the new versions out of that glass. You know, I don't see why that wouldn't be done. You know, we've already started to reduce, you know, glass, um, the thickness of glass bottles already, you know, to reduce some of that CO2 emissions when transporting them. I think consumers are, I mean, again, if you have a pub that said all our glassware is recycled and we reuse these, um, I think it'll be, be, you know, well uh, respected from consumers. But I think the other piece is that actually... The pub glass is washed hundreds of times anyway, and it is a, a, one of probably the most sustainable and recyclable products in a pub anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ed, you touched on, you sort of said, you
0: know, it's a consumer, you know, it's good for the consumer to have the, the right brand, the right products, all the rest of it. Does it. Do you think they care? I mean, if you're ordering a pint of Pride and it comes in a Young's glass, um, note what they did there, uh, is, is that, uh, do they care? Do they care enough? Because in the past, that probably wasn't such a big thing.
7: I think it, it has become a thing um there are, you know some instagram accounts um i don't know if i can uh, name drop them that pull out you know particularly good or bad points um different brands um that i think have made people much more aware when i think of my own kind of friend group who seem to think because i work for a pub company that any complaint or problem they ever have with a pub they have to come and tell me all about it and uh, great when it's someone else's pub, less so when it's ours <laughs> and, but they will increasingly i've been amazed that i the amount of times they sit and they look at a piece of glassware and they they comment on on what it comes in. I think all of the the brewers and the brand owners in the UK have done such a great job of training everyone that uh, kind of what perfect serve looks like. That mm. um, I was actually talking to a brand owner the other day when I asked them, "Does it matter?" And they said, it "Almost, it doesn't really matter what you and I think. Ed, it matters what the customer thinks." And because it's so now ingrained that a, 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 the product has to come in the right glass and it has to have the perfect head and maybe have the perfect pour whatever it might be all well, that theater um brand owners have done such a brilliant job and brewers have done such a brilliant job of, of selling that in that um we, yeah i guess we, could, we can argue the pros and cons of each of that but actually if the customer wants it which i think they do um we sort of have to have to deliver for them uh,
0: simone is that, do you think that's that rings true for you guys you know are your are your customers in, in the pubs do they do they care to the extent that you might that you might be encouraging your yeah. operators
5: Absolutely, I think. I think, yeah, that, that's true. Because um, the the customer, you know, they want they want they're very savvy now, and they want the perfect serve served perfectly. Mm. So for that customer, if they get that right, perfect, you know, um, the branded glass, you know, with the beer that goes that branded glass to them, it's saying right. Well, this pub, you know, this team, they, they care about my experience. They care about the experience. If they're caring about that, then they're caring about everything else. So I think
0: it's just that cosmo um, perception you now that that's that's what they want. They want that perfect serve. I, I mean, Heath, you're, you're you're sort of being bit sniffy, but I mean, you you would have you, you would serve the correct. Yeah,
1: I, I remember party, we yeah. we ran out of Guinness one glasses one day, and this guy put on social media, I can't believe you guys aren't serving the correct glassware and give a shit about it. And I was like, yeah, fair play, but we ran out of glasses. And you know how hard it is to get glasses glasses off the <laughs> Like, they literally ask you why you need more glasses. Because I have none left. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get it.
0: Because you've given them all to breed them. Yeah, Sorry. I get it.
1: But I, I think, mm. yeah, I think we, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I have, actually. Well, that's another thing, <laughs> isn't it? Like, bed. Brewdog, the whole promotion there. It's yeah. just criminal. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, you know, people expect a certain, and it, it does show you care like they were said it does show you care and if you do things properly and you put things in the right glass you see it with shit London Guinness when they put it in like Belgian beer glasses and yeah. it shows you don't care and you've got no pride in your work so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it you know outli- it makes you an outlier when everybody else doesn't give I a fuck
0: I mean Nicky and I would talk about this off air though there, 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 there used to be that sort of you know a local would have a glass and I mean you were saying earlier that yeah. That yeah so the true. local
2: would have a glass and that, that would be their one glass and if they didn't get their drink in that glass if you know someone new came into the pub and they served it in a different glass all hell would yeah, break out yeah I've got out. customers who still have those glasses and it, doesn't, yeah. it didn't matter so it could be a Foster's in a Strongbow glass but it wouldn't it wouldn't matter because to them that was their glass yeah but they usually have a glass
1: that that was a bit more boutique for them you know what I mean yeah but
2: are those days gone is that what I'm saying are those days gone because everybody wants the right drink well those customs are dead now now. I did say that I did say that to be fair (laughs) earlier I said he's dead now
0: (laughs) it's literally dead she went yeah but then he died so <laughs> yeah. really they've gone right.
1: haven't they like people who give a, you know the kids today I say the kids today but they don't really focus on that like oh, I want my own glass no when was the last time I said you could have your own glass behind the bar I'd love well, that maybe that's a good the thing bar. maybe it's
0: a thing we've got to bring back is, sustainability say, yeah. well yeah 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 I mean is, is that a thing do you, do you, does anyone see that in, in any of your sites uh, I mean Simone Ed I don't know is that, is that?
7: does it come back to that what we train the customer to want and what makes a customer feel comfortable some customers that's a perfect branded glass some of that is having it in a tankard some of it some of them it's having it in the glass they always have it's kind of almost adjusting to what the yeah adjusting to what the customer wants and needs and and supplying accordingly because actually if they are really happy having it in the wrong glass but it's the what we're going to call the wrong glass, but it's the glass they always feel comfortable with. and It makes them feel part of the community and as if they're really known by the team because they always know what to put their glass in. Mm. I guess like so much of of having a pint is so much more than just the beer. So actually, if you get it and the way it's served makes you feel welcome and like you're part of the family and part of the furniture of the pub, then um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm all for it
0: yeah yeah that's fair enough i mean he's touched on a on, on a logistical challenge you know if if you've got a, a fair range of beers you've got to have a lot of different glasses to match those i mean is there any advice you give to operators in terms of sort of managing that because i mean as he said he's run out of guinness glasses in the past i mean james what, what would your thoughts be on, uh, on on operators to ensure that they can they can sort of pull that together
8: yeah, I think there's probably a number of perspectives on this one. So I think the, the main one for me is actually the range of products you got on your bar. You know, um, I think there's a big piece going on at the moment across the industry, sort of right sizing your bar to make sure that, you know, with the throughputs, make sure you've got the proper throughputs to go through your your bar. And with that, therefore, have the right glassware. I mean, some bars have... 20 30 brands, you know, and have 20 30 brands with the glassware must be unbelievable. Even to get a hold of 20 30 different brands, um, yeah, to get their glasses is is probably a real challenge, as he sort of mentioned. Um, I think it's a real difficult one because you you could easily come out and say, actually, yeah, like the top five six brands should be the biggest three put should have glass for those in every single one, but as as Ed, you know, uh, um, as, as, as mentioned, it's it's that right glass with the right product and consumers are demanding it more and more and more. So it, it's a bit chicken and egg. It's one of those, it's a real tough one to answer because you should have the right glass for the right product, but do you necessarily have the space? And then there's the old adage of, um, I remember a bar manager I used to work for and he used to have glasses at the back of his bar. And he said, what? I don't know. Do you sell glassware? I didn't know you sold glassware. Um, you know, so it's again, it's finding space for so many glasses yeah. is, is a real challenge. Um, but yeah, I think, Personally, I think you should still have the same glass, yeah, the right glass for the right product. And, and are we consistent with this because I mean, you, you certainly with the big
0: brands, the the lagers and the and the world beers and things like that. The glassware's there, the Guinness is there. But when we get into the cask sector, maybe it's, yeah, no it's one does not, like not,
1: Timothy Taylor give you glasses, but
0: yeah, who else? Normally, I mean, Simone is that you? You guys have uh, have, have a cask beer uh, arrangement. I mean, is that is that something that you focus on as well, or
5: yeah. Yeah, we have the, um, yeah, you're right there. You know, it's like, and when it comes to the cask, we have a Thwaites pint um, Mm. glass or tulip half glass. So we have that kind of standardized glass for the cask beers. And we don't have them specifically named for the different casks. So,
0: no, no. And Ed, is that something? I mean, you you probably do, don't you, with some of your. You've
7: got those. Yeah, I think, I guess the cask industry has always had that um, sense of kind of. Frequent rotation, and it, you're encouraged to put stuff on, put seasonals on, etc. I guess our glassware range supports that. We've got a London Pride glass, um, and we've got a couple of the other brands. Oliver's Island's got a glass, and then we have a kind of generic Fuller's uh, Pint, generic makes it sound. It's a lovely glass, mm. but a, a glass that works for all different products. Right, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, on those kind of cores that you can expect to buy all the time, we've, got, we've kind of got ourselves covered, and then a, a glass that's more of a kind of um, Every man, should we say, that, that does cater for everything else. But I guess that speaks to the fact that it's it's a category that is always evolving and rotating. Yeah, if you have a quite fixed uh, range, you'd, you'd not want to yeah mix it up very much.
0: Yeah, uh, and I mean, Heath, would you? I mean, you mentioned that you you run out and get, so you've been walked for it and the rest of it. Would it not be easier for you just to have red line and sun glasses? Are you buying me them? No, no. Okay, no, well, you've yeah, got to buy them yourself. I like so the idea yeah, of yeah. it. You
1: know, what I mean, but that's like you just can't afford that. Like, right. it's just, just money. So it comes down to that. It yeah. really comes down to the cost because they yeah. get broken, they get nicked. Yeah. You know, I know all the brewers like their glasses be taken home and, yeah. be, you know, people at home get their Heineken glass out and they go, oh, I'm drinking Heineken at home. And, but I think, you know, it's just too expensive. I'd love to do that, but you just
0: can't afford to. Yeah, so it's the practicalities as well, isn't it? You've got the free glasses coming. Well, for some, obviously not all the brewers. Yeah, the but you get, you
1: get, you know, like, you, we, like a lot of, we do have a lot of brand glassware, but when you're really busy and you've got a small bar... You're like shit. I've only got those glasses. Oh, where's the so other ones? So what do you ones? do when
0: you when you can't match them?
1: No, nah, we just buy like we'll just go off to like one of the other suppliers and just buy non branded glasses yeah. that we like. Do and you know I, what I mean? Hope right? you get away with it. Well, yeah, like. Mm. <laughs> But if you it, really, if your whole evening comes down to getting served in the right glassware, you need to get a fucking life. Do you know what I mean? Like, so many other things to worry about. Your mates are over there. Your girlfriend, your wife. You need to have a good time, not stand there and go, oh, wrong glassware. I'm going to put this on social media. I'll show them, will I?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I don't know, that's probably the time to uh, to pause that one there I think guys but uh thank you very much for your input uh he's just derailed that entirely so sorry <laughs> thanks guys. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're focusing on the perfect serve in this episode. Uh, now, unless you've been living under a rock in New Zealand uh, for the last 10 years or so, um, I don't know why I'm looking at you, Keith. You told know. me I was from Australia. You are from I know, I've forgotten that. I should have kept that joke going, shouldn't yeah, joke, shit. Uh, anyway, you will be aware that gin has become quite popular, um, and part of that explosion in popularity was down to presentation. Those operators stopped serving a G&T in a half-pint glass with a few fragments of ice, and a lemon looked like it had been pre-chewed. How, how do you serve yours, Keith? Yeah, exactly.
1: A half-pint half pint <laughs> glass. I spit and chew the lemon into the glass
0: and then I back-pour the uh, tonic water. Yeah. Excellent. Good, good. Sounds sounds perfect. So uh, how important was that serve when it came to GT and and other cocktails as well? So I'm delighted to welcome two great guests to this one. We've got Tom Warner of Warner's Distillery and Adam Taylor of the uh, Project Halcyon. So guys, um, I mean welcome thanks for joining us um let, let's let's talk about that i mean is it one of was it one of the main accelerators of growth in gin was it the fact that people started to up their game on presentation um tom maybe do you want to start us
9: yeah i think you've touched on. i think what you were unfair to our antipodean cousins in new zealand there's been a massive gin boom out there but um I think, yeah, it's a factor, right? The the, the days of serving, as you said, a, a gin and tonic in a half pint glass with a lemon from a uh, sort of, uh, 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 what do you, they used to be soaked in sort of a brine or, or a sugar mm-hmm. syrup, didn't they? And That was very floppy, put in one cube of ice that melted very quickly. It was not an event. So I think, you know, that eruption of the copa glass in Spain, which sort of happened in the early noughties. Um, I, I used to be in the produce industry uh, a very long time ago, and you'd go and do these citrus visits to Valencia, and uh, every bar you walked into, early noughties, had these goldfish bowls, um, which worked really well for Spain uh, because it's free for, right? So you didn't get a sort of a single measure, um, but it was a real event, and then lots of shrubbery was put on top of the gin and tonic, lots of ice, really exciting, evocative serve, and I think that sort of fashion. Came to the UK and was one of the reasons why gym started to accelerate. Um, but do you yeah, think Hendrix did it with a slice of cucumber? Sorry.
1: But do you think, like in England, right? When I remember when I first started working in England, and it was you were you were like looked at like you're an absolute nutter when you put ice in a drink because you were giving them less liquid, and they used to look at you like I remember like you don't want ice in your drink, and they'd be like, no, 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 no ice.
2: People getting annoyed because they thought they were being shortchanged.
1: Yeah,
0: they've be been shortchanged. Was, what, yeah. all, I mean, I, I get that with soft drinks because no, but, that, but that was, with gin and a, tonics
1: as well, you just got to gotta make gin. And, I, I was did a sit up in a bar in Nottingham once, and I was like, put loads of ice in the wells. Let's get ready for service, and they're like, oh no, 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 people don't like ice in their drinks up here. It's like
6: perfect.
9: yeah, I think that was the old like. There's there's been a, a, a cultural shift on that, but it, it's definitely. Specifically, I do, we have a lot of tours at the distillery, and it tends to be people of a certain demographic that come up with that concern. Of, Brexit of, voters. Or I don't want you to dilute my gin and tonic. They voted for um, Brexit. So, yeah, they did. They did, unfortunately, but we're there now, aren't we? Um, but, you know, I always tell them, because they, they say, oh, you d- don't dilute the drink, I don't want too much ice. Weights and measures, you've still got the same amount of gin yeah. in there, um, unless you're making it at home, and then you've got your own sort of decision on the pool. But, um You've still got the same amount of booze no matter how much ice you put in the drink. Um, and the way I say it to people is the more ice you put in the drink, the less tonic you can put in there. Um, so I, I always, I'm a big advocate of fill the drink with ice, pour your, pour your gin over the top and then um, get your tonic in there because if you put enough ice in there, you probably only get half a bottle of tonic in, which is a pretty nice ratio with a double, two to
0: one. There we go. that's a Dash of tonic, uh, Adam. What's your What's your take on it? How How have you seen the uh, the the presentation I mean, it's a bit of it,
6: the the whole uh, no ice in your drinks thing is, is quite a working class sensibility, isn't it? Like I don't, I don't talk about this much, but originally I was born in Luton, so I come from a very working class background, and uh, I know certainly. Uh, my parents and grandparents were all about you know maximizing what you could get for your money and that that is just sort of I, th- I think McDonald's did like a whole um, sort of inquiry on the whole no ice thing because it was almost exclusively uh, working-class UK locations where that was happening um, I think as we were saying about the the sort of copa glass uh, gaining popularity in the 2000s looking more in the last sort of five years, obviously COVID's had a massive effect on everything. And one of the things that I talk about quite a lot as it's like lasting effects is that people learn to entertain at home. And because of that, they're looking for a more high quality experience. Now when they do go out and they do spend their money, Mm. So a simple gin and tonic is not just a simple gin and tonic anymore. It's it's an eleven pound you know uh, event. It's almost an investment into yeah. your evening, right? Uh, so I think that's a big driving force behind the pushing forward of things like no floaty ice and uh, you know nice glassware. I mean, nice nice glassware just on its own has, has skyrocketed in the in the cocktail industry at least. You know, new to making money hand over fist at this point. Because everyone's just using the same like six sets of super thin glassware that chips every thirty seconds. Not to call that nude on anything, do you know what I mean it's not it's not exclusive to them. Um, but I think it's it's obviously we're talking about gin today. It's not just gin, but I think it's you know cocktails in general. There is still a demographic that seems. Um, uh, uh, uneducated on on the whole, like ice in drinks things. When you look at like some of the best bars in the UK, and the negative reviews tend to be overwhelmingly something to do with the fact that their um cocktail come on a on a block of see through ice, and therefore they were being shortchanged. There's there's a there's a massive onus on us within hospitality to educate the guests on the fact that, like, well, actually, you're kind of getting more booze for your buck, as it were, you know what I mean? Um, but some some people still just assume that uh, copious amounts of fruit juice in a hurricane glass is actually good value for money. I mean, to be fair, I should clarify, Heath was putting ice in the beer,
0: so... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> you, were, you were new to the UK, you didn't understand any better, Heath. Mate, as, uh... Like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in in, in in terms of presentation, I mean, is is this a faddy kind of thing, or is this something that's just going to continue? Uh, and and how far can people take it? I mean, is is there a limit? I mean, you mentioned uh, serving drinks in blocks of ice and all that kind of thing. Is, is can we go too far with it? Do you think, Adam?
6: I, I think there's one fad that's potentially going to be on the way out, in my opinion. And um, strangely enough, it's it's something that. For the cocktail industry at the minute, it's, it's kind of at its absolute pinnacle, which is the idea of these uh, super simplistic serves, zero garnish, zero waste. While those things are very important, as the price of cocktails increases, so do, um, well, the, the perceived value of that drink needs to go up with it, right? And for the guests, uh, a significant portion of the perceived value is in how the drink looks mm-hmm. right you're you 're already judging that cocktail before it ever even makes it onto your table right you 're judging something as it comes across on the tray so when what you 're receiving is um, you know there 's a there 's a massive trend at the minute of uh All these cocktails, you know, on tap, being in a a water glass, single block, they all effectively look the same. Flavor-wise, these drinks are fantastic, you know, and they're, they're really pushing the advancement of what we can do with cocktails. But perhaps they're not reaching the same um, sort of epoch of, of perceived value for guests, right? So when you're charging 14 pounds for a drink, but all of the drinks look the same, really does the guests feel like they're they're getting good value for money out of the back of that? So I think that's a bubble that's pretty soon going to burst, and I think you're going to see a return to interesting and visually appealing garnishes. That's
2: that's interesting though, because obviously sustainability is you know becoming more and more important, and I suppose a, an easy way of being of reducing waste is by taking that ice and those garnishes out, but maybe it's not for the best, and it comes from a, a presentation point of view. So
6: it yeah. is. We only use the same it. Thing, I think people are getting um, quite clued up to sort of greenwashing. Um, yeah. We see a lot of people, well, we see a lot of places pushing sustainability as part of their ethos, but not necessarily demonstrating anything that they do as part of their sort of sustainable programs. It's like, is any of that actually happening? Mm-hmm. Tom, what's what's your thought?
9: Uh, well, I, I suppose how important is the spirit in the sustainability part of that journey mm. as well? Mm. Um, and, and I do think I've, I've got loads of things whizzing around in my head, ADHD issues, <laughs> but um, that we. Um, the Instagram moment, right, we, we can't ignore that. People want to, when they're going out, take pictures of themselves in front of weird decorated walls that are really interesting, right? And, they, and they're and they going to want to do the same thing with drinks. So I think the theatre piece is absolutely 100% important, especially with the prices people are having to pay for drinks. Yeah. But more theatre is probably going to drive arguably higher price points as well. Um, and then we do have to balance that with the fact that all of the issues we have currently in the world are excessive use of resource. So, yeah, I mean, removal of ice and removal of garnish is a bloody great thing to do. I say that when people come to the farm, you know, what's the best garnish for your gin and tonic? And I'm like, well, I've spent forever making you the tastiest gin in the world. Don't muck it up. Yeah. Um, but, but if you want to, <laughs> freedom of expression is the best garnish. So, you know, choose. Ideally, pick something out of your garden, if you can, mm. um, because, you know, most herbs in British gardens that we can grow are going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, so I, I do think um, it is a bit of a dichotomy of we're going to want to make serves which are super sexy for people to enjoy the Instagram moment, really, really attractive, because that's how we're going to get people into the on-trade. right? It's got to be better than they can do at home. But in so doing... We're going to go against a lot of what the Untrade's trying to do, which has become more sustainable. So I think, Adam, uh, bright ideas
0: on how the hell we do that. Um,
1: so no more lemons, no more grapefruit, no more limes. You can use some of
0: your little box hedges outside there. Yeah, um, great. And, uh, Love it. Leaves. It's, yeah, yeah well, that's great. Well, you see, we try at the farm, and
9: you're all invited. I don't think any of you have been, so uh, shame on you, but let's <laughs> make it happen. Um, so, yeah, right. we, we grow 15 acres of botanicals now at the farm, uh, right. so 250,000 plants, seven hundred no, 3,000 trees are up to, all for flavour, right? So that's, that is nature positivity in action in the British countryside, changing monoculture into a rich, biodiverse environment for sort of um, uh, uh, flora and fauna to, to thrive. Um, and the, we've just launched a new spirits brand as well which I'd be remiss if I didn't shout about it whilst we were, uh, you've on. got me um, <laughs> it's called Trash and Treasure so one person's trash is another person's treasure where we're actively sourcing food waste from different manufacturing businesses across the UK so pineapple and mango peels to make a, a, a tropical rum we're sourcing lemon peels reducing business in Kent to make the best lemon vodka you've ever tried in your life Um, And we're we're actively seeking waste streams from the UK manufacturing industry to actually flavour spirits. So I think spirits can do a job in this and Mm -hmm. and play their role within sustainability. But then, as Adam was saying, the the tension with the serve is going to be uh, another one to overcome
0: perfect well guys we're, we're out of time but it's a, it's a valid point isn't it to, to balance that, that, that uh, theatrical of the surf but also continue to, to uh, ensure it's sustainable as well so brilliant okay well thank you very much guys you're listening to the lock in podcast with myself Ed Beddington Nikki Thatcher and Heath Ball and we're looking at the art of the perfect serve in this episode are about to discuss the big one head or no head
2: mm-hmm. ah, Nikki, <laughs> I think it's best I don't Why? really speak during this, this, uh, uh, <laughs> I this mean, part
0: yeah, I probably set that one up, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, I am delighted to have Beer Legend and Total Ale expert Annabelle Smith with us now. And we're gonna delve into that north south divide. Why do some demand a hen their beer while others complete weirdos, I would argue, don't. So Annabelle, thank you for joining us
3: afternoon everyone
0: so where, where do you sit then are you uh, I mean I, I'm a northerner so you know I, I do prefer you're from uh, Cheshire it's not really northern is it it's the northwest here. it's, it's not, not really northern, northern. I mean, come on you're Australian it's not, Australian. not like was something, something. Uh, I mean an Australian <laughs> would not know the geography of the UK clearly but yeah, yeah. Cheshire is in the north it's I not mean- the north
3: I would say Cheshire's not exactly in the frozen north, is it? <laughs> nah, <it's, laughs> you're not it north of the... Fr-
0: you're not north of the wall, Edward. It, it's a sunnier, warmer, posher climbs. Okay, okay the wait, north. Wait. I, I hey, Siri, <laughs> is Cheshire in the north of England? <laughs> Siri <laughs> no. Siri doesn't even want to answer him. Just said no. Uh, just said no, yes, of course. Uh, so, sorry. North-west. Where, where, where do you sit on this one?
3: Um, I not Cheshire. Absolute... I'm talking about
0: head on bit. Not, just not Cheshire, no. <laughs>
3: I am a Northerner. I'm from Yorkshire. However, I'm going to be really diplomatic here and I'm going to say I sit right on the fence with this
5: because
3: I think it's about the person who's drinking the beer rather than a pub dictating how your beer should be drunk or a brewer dictating how that beer should be served because I'm paying for that pint of beer. Um,
0: so
1: That's like the well-done steak argument though, isn't it? Mm. I want a well-done steak. I don't care what the chef thinks. I want it that way, and I want to be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's a fair point. That's a fair yeah. point because you're generally they're wrong, aren't they? Uh, if they want a the well-done steak, yeah, of course it's uh, going to be terrible. But is that is that not the same, Annabelle? Would you not? So, so
3: align that is a well-done steak like a beer being pulled through a sparkler, or the other way around?
0: Here's the way we look
1: at it, right, Nicky? At my pub, the Winlock Arms, which has ten airlines, ale, ale we'll put sparklers on beers that we think need it. To give them more life, through experience we choose which beer, we decide which beer needs a sparkler.
0: But in, in terms of answering the question, you're talking about a if a steak. So let's take an affiliate steak. Okay. If somebody asks you, "Well done," well, that's wrong.
1: Yeah. So
0: what you're saying is, is, is the same? Does the same apply to a beer? If somebody says, "No, I it probably don't want doesn't. It probably, probably doesn't. Beer.
1: It probably doesn't because you don't want to serve a customer a really flat pint of ale.
0: No, no. So so we use a sparkler. So, use a so, so if
1: it's really lively, we won't use a sparkler. If it's not lively, we'll use a sparkler.
0: I'm glad you're clarifying this because it's clear as much. Annabelle, what, what 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 do you think? Is is, is That, it, that is
3: raises it? a very good point about some of the... We need to debunk some of the myths about sparklers. Debunk lot. Yes, it, it does make the beer look livelier because yep. you're forcing beer through tiny holes in a, in a in a gadget on the end of the spout. Oh, my but God. But actually, by doing that, you're decarbonating it a little bit, so actually the beer underneath the head tastes a bit smoother. Whereas if you don't use a sparkler, yeah, you'll get a looser, frothier head, but you'll get much more carbonation in the beer when you actually taste it. You'll get a completely different texture on your tongue. And, that, and that's why sparklers were created in the first place. It was to, it was all about appearance.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that was my my observations when I moved from the north Heath to the south was uh, the lack of spots. Two hour drive, and i would <laughs> grown up. Um, I grown up with, with that 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 sparkler beer. So it was it, it was that, that taste that, that, that I that resonated with me. So I, I found the 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 southern uh, southern bitters and, and real ales just not as Maybe enjoyable. this is a
1: USP for, like, we, like we've always said within this conversation about Real Ale for a long time, Ed, and it's a USP for pubs, and we don't see it very often, it's mm. a dying art, mm. but maybe we need it, like the what Guinness have done, Diageo have done with the two-point pour. Mm. maybe we need to do a bit of, like, showmanship to actually make it a, a more of an experience.
0: And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, What's your thoughts, Anima? Um.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, d- I think that's a great idea. The more you can kind of get some theatre into serve, um, the better it is. And Diageo have shown that with Guinness. Um, I d- I, d- I do think <laughs> I d- for example, I'm going to give you an example. I did a brewery tour on Saturday. Um, 20 people from Halifax in, in West Yorkshire, mm. and all of them, bar one, not bar none, said, um, Yes, yeah, Southerners drink their beer flat, mm. and ours is better. And it's kind of, no, you've got to get away from this word flat, because actually, flat beer is beer that's got something wrong with it. Hmm. no beer should be flat it should all have kind of carbonation in it um, and that's what i mean about this these perceptions about one's wrong and one's right and it isn't it's, it's really really subjective um it, it's lovely to see a cask beer with a nice tight creamy head on it but it will affect um the carbonation in are the you beer. are you so saying the irony someone is, is
0: that the the the, the beer with the, through the springs of the head is probably more flat than the beer the, without. yeah
1: that's hmm. But then, then, yeah. but then, it doesn't all come down to conditioning, timing, serving the perfect yeah. pint. Do you know what I mean? There's so many other factors. Because the sparkle will help you save a beer that's on its ass. Do you know what I mean? It's on its way out. You've got it. You know what I mean? It will bring it back to life, appearance-wise and first-wise. Oh, but I'm not shaking my her head here. No,
0: no,
3: no.
1: no? Oh God. No. Okay.
3: No, no. Yeah, I don't we might have to agree to disagree on this one. No, but that's what I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. With I'm eight, just saying,
1: I'm just saying with, when you put
3: a... Sp- scale, yeah, it it you know, after three days, we're going to start seeing a deterioration Yeah, but, but, of carbonation. But sometimes you,
1: sometimes you can get like, I've seen it with beers you put on, like sometimes the life's not there. Like it's not as lively as you'd want it to be. Do you know what I mean? Like it's... It's, have you tried checking the keck? No, it's so temperamental. You know I mean? It is an art, and that's why it's yes, a, probably it a is. dying yeah. art. That's why you go to pubs these days, and they have one on. Like, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that in one of my pubs, but I've got one that's got 10 and one that's got six. But it's a real, like, it's – you need volume. You need throughput. Like Guinness, you need throughput. Mm-hmm. You need to be driving it, mm-hmm. and you need that customer so, base. Okay, do you
3: agree with me that once a beer is gone –
1: Oh, and yeah. it has, can't, yeah. When it's going to be, you, know, you, you yeah. can't
3: kind of dra- try and drag it. Ooh, can't try and drag it back. No, I agree. And, and, and if I put a sparkle on, everything will be fine because it doesn't work.
0: No, I agree. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean, the the, the idea of um, I mean, we were talking earlier in the podcast about you know the serve, the getting it in the right glass, and the appearance, and all the rest of it. Um, surely the the appearance of a of a, a beer with a nice sort of creamy head on it, as opposed to the kind of muck you get in the south with this kind of eggy froth floating on top, um, surely that's better, isn't it? Surely all pubs should be serving the the creamier head because that's that that appearance and appeal, that visual appeal, is far better than one without, no?
3: Do you want me to take that one, in? Yes, yeah,
0: please do. Oh, please shit. That's not for me. Wow. No. <laughs> I'm we, We've established that Heath <laughs> isn't a headman so.
3: <laughs> I think it's worth putting this into some kind of context as to why was the sparkler invented in the first place. Mm. And the reason that we have this north-south divide is where do we grow hops in this country? We grow them in the southern counties it's too cold in the north to grow hops mm. so historically southern brewers had access to tons and tons of hops which added aroma to beer so your southern brewers could do that for, in a relatively cheap way put mm. loads of hops in the beer whereas our northern cousins they had to buy those hops from the south so you've probably heard this, that Northerners can be quite tight. So what Northern brewers historically did was they bought the minimal amount of hops from the southern counties, put it into their beer, but to squeeze all the hop oil into, um, in, into that beer, what they did was they invented the sparkler. Um, and, and you can all try this out if you want. Try pouring a pint of beer through a sparkler and scooping the head off with a teaspoon and tasting it. And it's almost unbearably bitter because it's full of hop oil. But then when you mix it with a multi-beer underneath, you get kind of a beer cocktail. Mm-hmm. So that's why we've got this North Salad. It's all to do with hops. and So, the, So some Southern beers, I just kind of think, yeah, don't pour that with a sparkler because, oh, the, the hops in there are amazing. Why would you want to cover all well, the... A roller up. And then there are other beers where I just
0: think, yeah, that really
3: benefits
1: from sparkler. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, that's like, if you look at it like that, it's almost like when you go to France and you have like a cassoulet or something like that, which is a poor man's food. And now it's been elevated and it's all this, like, everyone's trying to elevate stuff. And now it's.
0: I love way you're going your international kind of. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think about it. I'm trying to get my head around there, holidays.
1: No, but I'm just trying to think about it because. No one's right or wrong in that situation because sometimes the beer, like you know what I mean, it's not. No one's the southerners. The beer probably tastes better that way. The northern is because the less yeah. hops, yeah. it aerates it, it gives it some life, and it brings the, the bitterness through. So, yeah, like the no one's right or wrong. It's just yeah, the style yeah. of beer that's how you're serving I it. I
3: agree. Yeah. Okay. And and do you think also that the way we're kind of brought up, the way we're you know, when you first go out drinking, mm. your first experience of beer—if it's pulled without a sparkler, with a sparkler—that's what you get used to eventually, yeah. isn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Hence, hence my uh, aversion to uh, to more southern uh, southern bitters. Oh, man, I've
1: seen some of there. the shit you drink, Ed. This man, you true. don't care. I mean, what do they do in <laughs> Australia, Heath? I'm from New Zealand, Ed. Um, in New Zealand, we don't—we don't, don't have car. I don't—I've never drunk no, car no. in New Zealand.
2: No. We used to have a guy when I worked in the pub. He's dead now as well. God's um, good. I mean, Nikki. Sort of, like d- Nikki.
8: Nikki, I was
0: going to say, there's a connection here. Are you basically killing off all the customers in this pub?
2: Maybe, but anyway. Okay. And he used to get really funny if he he liked the smallest amount of head because he felt like he was being shortchanged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, though, isn't it? They do. But again. it goes back to the. We had a, a conversation earlier yeah. about gin and tonics, and yeah. it's like people don't like ice in their drinks because they think they're getting ripped off. Yeah. yeah and there's a problem in this country where people don't want things done properly because they think they're getting ripped off. Yeah. Yes.
0: You know what I mean? That's yeah. why we let the Tories get away with it. Yeah, yeah topping up. And that was, yeah, yeah I always thought, yeah. I assumed that was more of a thing, wasn't it, in the South that they... Oh, yeah, they when they go, DVD. go top it up. Yeah, top it yeah, up the They yeah. hand you the point point yeah, go, really? As yeah,
1: no, yeah. you go, yeah. Yeah. mate, I can't yeah. get any more yeah. beer in there. No, no, that's why I
4: yeah, kind of... Yeah, uh, it's a bit like,
3: um, like, um, why we, we really don't have a culture of pint-to-line glasses in this country. Mm. Because pint-to-line, where, you know, you get your liquid up to the 568 mils or 20 ounces, but the head size doesn't quite reach the brim of the glass mm. and customers going no top it up top it up yeah. and the pubs end up losing money remember, because me- of it
1: remember Budvar um, Budvar champion yeah, this you, years you're ago are going
3: to Europe and it's all pint yeah. yeah
1: but Budvar championed it years ago in, in the UK and Osh was saying that they do it here at the yeah. Devonshire, and they you'd serve them the oversized glasses, with the line, yeah. and the amount of, I remember working in pubs back then and go, the amount of conversations, no, there's the line, you're an idiot, I'm not, I've done well, you've failed at life. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a good
0: job they didn't have trip advice back in those days. I'd be yeah. so screwed. <laughs> Fuck. I'd be banished. Well, there you go. That's. I've learned a lot. I really, I really problems. like, the, the sparkler information is
1: amazing about yeah. uh, about the hops and the cost of hops. Yeah. Cause I never knew that. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that.
0: How long have you been running a pub here? 30 Good. 30 something there we go every day's a school day isn't yep. it that, yeah uh, like it's amazing brilliant well Annabelle thank you very much for that we will part that one there but thank you for that um, uh, stunning insight there but, uh, you should soundbite oh, that and put it on Twitter I, we will every we'll.
3: day's a school day exactly
0: yeah. exactly behind brilliant. the right <laughs> <shirts>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Annabelle
3: thanks Annabelle
0: Listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we are at the end of this episode. And we were discussing the importance of the perfect serve. Um, so, thoughts, guys, and what have we learned? Tonight?
2: I'm just pleased that you two have cheered up since we started the podcast because you're both very grumpy.
0: It was quite, it. I was quite grumpy at the start yeah. of the podcast. Don't I know, wasn't. Me, he's just hung over.
2: He's, you've learned something new?
0: I have. I've learned. No, sh- I'm not
1: going to give it away now.
0: Are <laughs> I no. need to listen to the podcast. Um, well, they will have done. Because yeah. it's a wrap up. the end of the podcast. Oh, okay. So, Shit. generally, you would hope that they've listened to it and not just skipped <laughs> no, the end. So yeah. no, It's
1: interesting. I didn't even knew that because about, that the, about the hops and southerners could afford, you know, obviously they've got yeah. more money than you guys up north. Not you, Ed, because you're not really from up north. You're from like two hours outside London. <laughs> well, let's, listen, on
0: the train, it's two hours. It's a four hour drive. Yeah, yeah. Cheshire, Cheshire. No, is. No, in in a, north. That's an
1: interesting thing, though. That's really like, so maybe. Northern style, what we should do in the pubs is northern style beer, a uh, car scale, yep. is serve the sparkler, yep. southern style, yep. southern brewed beers. But do they, here's the question do they still follow that? Well, as you should have answered about that,
0: she's fucking asked her uh, about. Uh, I mean, it uh, well she good. got me,
1: I got confused when she said she's in this hotel room, there's so noise. Head. No. Yeah, and yeah. head and yeah. stuff. I got really confused, so I got excited.
0: You can talk and about that, giving host- customers a little bit of head.
1: Yeah, and like, always, no, but that's a good point, actually. Are they still?
0: Wanting, wanting a the head, bit of the head. <laughs> yeah but are they still brewing with like I think she said they were dead
1: actually mm. <laughs> we should ask her we should follow up with that because you know that's an old thing
0: that surely- well, yeah well it was more sort of the uh, yeah the accessibility for the hops wasn't there but yeah. now that's not really an issue is it no not so, anymore Everybody gets it so, no, so we didn't uh, fucking but, ask but the right then, questions but then brewing styles because I mean that, I, I, she's bang on right because that's that's how I remember drinking beer. Up north, it was a, a, it wasn't, it wasn't probably as carbonated because it had been through the sprinklers. What, what was it like though? You've got flavor, the V2 bombers uh, going overhead, right? You're trying to drink your pint. Are you no, there like shaking like that? No, no, because I was in the north and they didn't bomb that bit of the, No, um, where's commentary? Midlands, is that commentary? Midlands. Midlands, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just checking <laughs> commentary, the commentary? commentary. Commentary, yes. commentary, commentary. Yes, yes, something.
2: Also, yes. just saying you're actually older than Ed,
0: yeah. I mean, it's a family, isn't it? And yet, yeah. I look younger. <laughs> well, without tan.
1: <laughs> I, can't, I can't make any jokes about my tab. It's
0: terrible. <laughs> anyway, moving on.
8: It's
1: going to peel um, off in a day.
0: Anything else? Any other, uh, any pearls of wisdom you want to share, Heath? No, I think, uh, you know, no, I
1: mean, uh, like, it's all, you know, at the end of the day, we, what we do is give people good times, good in theatre, and the Guinness thing, the Diageo, doing the two point pour, whatever, like, it, it's just. It's that, isn't it? It's theatre, it's drama, it's going somewhere exciting. You know what I mean? It's,
2: That's been the it's, common theme, I think, throughout, is the, yeah. the theatre process of it. Because some, it's something you're not going to get if you do it at home. If you well, you know, from right at the beginning, if you buy a can of, or some cans of Guinness <laughs> in the supermarket... <laughs>
1: and your wife's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm doing the
0: 2 pour." pool. Like, no, it,
1: like, it, when was anybody <laughs> done that at home?
0: Well, with the nitrous surge, you can now, can't we? Yeah. I mean, you you made a good point, though, Pete. You know, if you're out on a date and you're upset that your pint of Foster's has been served in a carling glass, aren't there bigger things to worry about? Of course there is,
1: especially in the current economic climate. But let's be honest, if you're on a date, Ed, You'd yeah. be lucky. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like you're not sure, worried about your wine, sure you? My wife would
0: be too happy about that. Yeah, she'd
1: probably be happy. Yeah. She'd be like, thank God he's gone. <laughs> um, but you've got more shit to worry about, haven't you? Like, I had a customer honestly ream the shit out of us on social media because we did not have his Guinness in a Guinness glass. Because mm.
2: people are that petty. Yeah, yeah but, but that's, if
0: that's all you've got to worry about. Okay, but I counter your date thing. So if I'm on a date oh. and I've ordered... yeah, This is a hypothetical. Don't okay. get excited, Nikki. <laughs> it's a hypothetical. glass. If I've ordered a pint of premium world lager, I've got the, I've got I've, I've gone and ordered the Peroni, and I've paid yeah, yeah. eight pounds and they've put it Peroni in a Heineken glass and they've put it in a carling glass carling glass okay and I sit down with my date who looks at that and goes you cheap bastard then that okay that, that matters doesn't it you want because people want to be seen to you but want I to was, be associated I was with talking to
1: a how's this one then so I was talking to a non-alcoholic. Beer brand that has a alcoholic version, Right. and they gave us glassware, and it's the same as the alcoholic version. Yeah. So what's going on there? They said, "Oh, we don't want people associated yeah. that they're drinking. They can go to the pub and have. Yeah, and still feel job. like they're
2: drinking. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, like, that's,
0: that's that's where that, but, that falls down. That but we'll then, say. but then we talk
1: about sustainability. We like, like I said, there's a there's a glass shortage in the world, and we're worried about what. Gla- like it's there's got to be. Is that uh,
0: only because it's affecting the wine markets. No, it's affecting uh, right?
1: tequila. Oh, okay. Like yeah. you know what I mean? That's a big yeah. thing for me. But um, but it is. We 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 get you know. There's beaches in the the Caribbean getting stolen. All this, the sand stolen because there's no sand anymore. Mm. Like it's. And we're there. We're worried about glassware and we're putting labels on it and all that. And you know what I mean? <laughs> we talk about sustainability in the UK so much, and oh, we're going to be sustainable. It's all fucking. It's all lip service because in the day we're trying to be marketing and make money. You know what I mean? Like it's. You know, I, like it's just, it's a tough game. Wow. There's so much more else to worry about in the pub trade than what glass it's served in. But yet we're forced to care what the glass is served in to deal with Peter, who's got Friday night off with his missus on a date and I does I love all the, the
2: random names that come out. Yeah, but
1: it's like he's on a cheap date with his missus and he's, oh, you're drinking, you're drinking Carling. And he's like, well, no, 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 I've got Heineken. Oh,
0: no, God, guys, you're ruining my life here. Like, she doesn't care. If she cares, she's the wrong bird. I've been in pubs <laughs> with you and you've mocked them for serving things in the wrong glasses like what? give me an example just the, the wrong drink in the wrong glass I mean it's it is it is something though isn't it, it is, yeah because uh, we, but
1: you know what it is I've been conditioned to think like that maybe the conditioning that I've been made to think like is wrong I mean, maybe my
0: thinking is all wrong yeah but your wife's been trying to condition you to think about a lot of things and it doesn't seem to work so. she's conditioned me matter. to go to
1: bloody Mexico for 10 days with the kid's Man, honestly, I was looking at Cuba. I could swim to Cuba, get to Guantanamo Bay, have a nice week off getting waterboarded and heavy metal music blasted at me. It'd be more relaxing than 10 days with my wife.
0: But do you know something? The government in Cuba, they care. They do care. (laughs) North Korea care. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, at least they care about you. At least you know where you are. You know what? I think I think we're going to have to maybe draw a line under this before. Uh, you like drawing before lines under things, I, I do, like uh, and, and parking them as well. Um, let's leave that there. Parking um, lines? No, just park parking. Oh, parking that there. Just parking that Also, thanks.
2: sorry, just one last thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Throughout this whole thing, you've been saying glass, it's glass.
0: It's glass. Glass. I'm a northerner. We've established this. I am a northerner. We've established that Don't it's not really north. Don't take the one northern thing I have left away from me. <laughs> Grass as well Castle Bath 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 Damn it Right That is it from us uh, Don't forget To uh, uh, I've, I've really, like, I don't even know what subscribe. Like Weirdly yeah I've got live I don't know why I've written no, that no, like, Don't forget to like, to like the podcast Subscribe Please do leave a review Share it with your friends and relatives And uh, We will be back Soon With some more pub related fun Until then Enjoy yourselves